So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Alex from America Part 2. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so like I said, but while we were just talking beforehand, I was at that gig that you guys played a few weeks ago at the clubhouse. Uh, can you tell me how that happened and what it was like playing a show like that? Like a socially oh distant show. Mm-hmm. It it was crazy. Let me just first say thanks for having me, guys. Good Noise thanks Podcast. Thanks for coming on. Really cool. Um, and uh, just to give the viewers some context, I'm at my manager's house right now by the fire. <laughs> if you hear in the background laughing and whatnot, that's just the dim entertainment family, great people. Um, but so, yeah, we did the first drive-in show in New Jersey. It was such an honor to be a part of. The, it's funny actually how it happened because we were shooting a music video and we were like kind of sketched out about doing a music video at this local venue called the clubhouse in Tom's river, New Jersey. Um, because it was still kind of like in lockdown time and whatever, we didn't want to have a big group of people. We kind of just wanted it to be the band, the videographer, you know, that's it. Mm -hmm. And we ended up meeting up with the owner of the venue, um, Jimmy, um, great, great person. Um, he hosted us to shoot the video there. And while we were shooting our music video, he was like, yo, I'm thinking about doing a drive-in concert. Like, would you guys want to be like a trial run for it or something? And we're like, uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) And like literally within a week, the show happened. It was like really quick. And like, we were just down to play. We were dying to play. And by the time it actually came around, it was just, it it was perfectly put together. Mm -hmm. Um, big ups to the clubhouse. Um, and it was really cool the way it happened because the, the sound was transmitted through FM radio. So there was every car had their own individual mix, which was really cool. Um, so they could bump it. They could do a quiet. And if you open the windows, you can hear the instruments. But there was no vocal PA going outward. Mm-hmm. So it was it was awesome. And the vibe of the drive-in show was so rich because, like, people had been just dying for something to do as, as, as we, you know? Yeah. So it was like, it was a packed lot, fully packed, at least three cars per three people per car. And like people were dancing around out there and it was, it was such an honor to be able to bring that to New Jersey. I mean, there was people crowding around from the town, just walking up from a distance, just like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah, it, it was an honor. Yeah. The second it got moved from Friday to Sunday, I was like, I got to go because I was working Friday and bummed I was going to miss it. But the second it hit Sunday, I was like, that's it. I'm going to be there. Drag my girlfriend along. And because uh, I had been dying to go to a show. So like you said, yeah, it, uh, I'm glad that, that actually happened because I was kind of worried that it moved from Friday to Sunday. I was like, oh, now no one's going to come, you know, yeah. like it's going up. And I, now here we are. So that's that's great. Yeah. Sick. So, uh, because we're on the topic of live music, I wanted to ask you, do you have any pre-show rituals? That's a great question. Um, I've been playing live music for like 10 years now. I started playing shows when I was like 12 as same with, same with, um, Sam and Fred, my band members as well. Um, yeah, Fred, I actually have been in in bands together ever since. So he's, he's my brother really. Um, and, um, I never used to have like rituals like that, but in the last couple of years, since we started America Part Two, like we just came into this so like because we started ten years ago playing music and stuff like that. Like we left home at seventeen and started touring in our old like pop punk bands and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and like when we started this band, we're like, all right, like we're gonna take everything that we've learned 
and put it into something that can grow bigger than we are. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the energy that we put into the band, hence the ginormousness of the name itself, because like it's something to live up to more than anything. And I think being in this band has made us better people because it's something to live up to. And that being said, as far as pre-show rituals, now we've all gotten heavily into meditation, into yoga, into looking more inward. Mm Um, instead of always projecting outward. And um, that has really, really helped us in our in our live sets. Like, we'll take moments of silence before we go on. We'll kind of, like, hold, hold hands with each other and, like, or not, and just kind of, like, embrace in a moment of, um, like, clarity with each other and silence before we do it. Um, so I, I'd say meditation is probably number one. Okay. Wow. We haven't heard that one before. That's yeah. really nice. I like yeah. that one. Um, Thank you. So, what are your top three songs to perform live? Ooh, that's a good question. We we've we've been recording an album for like a, a year and a half that we actually just finished. Oh. So, oh, I'm like peeking out new songs here and there, which has been really really fun. Um, I'd say okay, one of my favorites, especially one that's out, is called Hoedown, What Do You Know? That's off our EP Pure, and. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to end with that song because it's kind of like a the crowd always reacts really really well to that song so that's always been a huge one for us it's just like we jam out the ending a little bit extra and mm-hmm. like everyone has a good time you know it's kind of like the big finale or whatever um california is another one that has been really good live like um again it's kind of just a, to me about like the vibe of what the audience is giving back to us because it's kind of a two-way street so california has always been one of those tracks that the audience really vibes with and um, I guess I'd say after that, it's kind of a tie between like Split and I Don't Wanna because mm-hmm. both of those are like more of our like um, harder tracks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Split was kind of like, I like to say like the song that set us free, like we live tracked and, and just kind of let that rip. And um, it was a complete 180 from the sound of Pure. So. That after that song, it was kind of like anything goes, and we started recording just our organic sounds live with our hands instead of kind of like going through the whole digital thing. Um, so to me, those kind of represent like something much, much deeper. So, um, yeah, right. okay, <laughs> wow, that's good to hear. Yeah, Split's like my favorite song, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, the two at the end were the ones that stuck out to me, like during the live show, Split and I Don't Wanna were two that stuck yeah. out to me, yeah. That's really cool. Thank you, guys. So, because we're still on the topic of live music, do you have a uh, dream venue? Like, top-tier bucket list venue? Yes, the Coliseum. Ooh. Solid. Solid, yes. Yeah. Um, So, we're going to shift away from live music and uh, just move on to more music talk. Uh, So, what inspired you to start making music, and what does the band name mean? All right, those are two. Those are two hefty questions. So I'll start with the first. Um, I, I guess I started playing piano when I was like five years old. I had piano, um, because my mom, like, she was taking lessons and she gave my sister and I both lessons. But I, I hated it because it was like telling me what to do, you know. Yeah. And, i like very like anti, right? So I was like, oh, I hate piano. I hate this. I hate that. By the time I was like ten years old, guitar. Um, just because, like, I thought it was super, super cool. It's guitar, you know, like, yeah. so many guitar players have existed, you know, so I was like, mm-hmm. that's a cool instrument. 
So I, I got an acoustic. My, my dad bought me like a $50 acoustic. He was like, you'll never stick with this. So he got me the cheapest thing that he had, you know. And um, a year later, I got an electric because my neighbor, who was my best friend at the time, Brennan, he got an electric. And I was like, man, I want to learn how to play Sweet Child of Mine. So, <laughs> so I got that and like a little Marshall practice amp and started learning electric. And that's kind of that's kind of just how it started. It was kind of like a natural kind of like just build i guess for like my social circle i guess mm -hmm. it, was, it was kind of like that if i had to say like something that sparked like an explosion in my brain um as far as like bringing my life towards music i had two moments one when i was eight years old my older cousin who i looked at as like my older brother best musician i've ever known in my life he showed me slipknot and slayer on his ipod Taste. full blast and I was eight and he just blasted me with that in my ears. And I was like, shook for like <laughs> years. Like I was like, there's nothing crazier than what I just experienced. Like, holy shit. So I was like home watching YouTube videos of Slipknot now. And my mom was horrified. Um, and then the second one was when I was 12, my older sister went to Bamboozle Fest wow. and 2008. And I was in seventh grade, and for some reason, because my sister was going, my parents let me go with like a couple of my friends and one of their moms or whatever. And as soon as I stepped foot onto that ground, like my whole brain was split open. Like it was like it was like rainbows were just like flying into my mind. Like it was my first everything. First time I smelled weed. First time I saw a transgender person. First time I saw all these bands play live. I saw just like culture mm. like at its fullest like right in front of that and at, at, when i got home i started a band it was like Damn. game over at that point okay. um so i'd say that's how i got started in music um what what was the other question uh, what does your band name mean another great question um so i lived in a house with fred who i mentioned before he's the bassist in america part two in the I lived in a house with him and four other people, um, uh, I guess like three years ago. And we had been, like I said, I was in like a pop punk band or whatever this and that before. Um, I'd been playing music forever and I kind of took a break. We, we all kind of took a break because it kind of just got, it, it reached this point. We were kind of beaten down by touring, DIY and this and that. Yeah. And, you know, we came to this point where we were living in this house together and we were all kind of writing music, but like didn't have anywhere to put it. And eventually we we're like, fuck it, let's start a band. We have a jam space. Like, let's just put our shit together. Yeah. And um, Freddie wrote a song called America. And then he wrote another song called America Part Two. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, you know, we were trying to think of a band name and, you know, like I said before, we were trying to be like, all right, let's go about this band like the right way, like whatever. So we made like a list of like a hundred names. We're like, oh which one going to be, you know, didn't end up being any of them. None oh, of them. Were. And then and then Jake, who was the original founding third member of America Part Two, he's not in the band anymore. But he was like, he was like, yo, what if we call the band America Part Two, which was the name of that song. And fred and i were kind of like hmm and we slept on it and the next day we came together and we were like yeah there is just so much 
power in that name. There's so much to dig into. And like I mentioned before, so much to live up to, like with that name, like we, we, we established that name and how we're going to write it with just full out P-A-R-T-T-W-O, three words, like that needs to be at the top of Bonnaroo. Like that is a statement and that's like everything that we've ever aspired to do with music is affect culture in a positive way. And this is the perfect outlet to do it. And from then on, we, we kind of started finding our voice and we, you know, we put some songs together and made um, the pure EP and then split to me is really the first like purebred America part two song. Oh. Sick. All right. That's a cool backstory. Yeah. Uh, Can you, I was going to ask the same the question. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You go, go for it. Yeah. No. Okay, I hate it here. Can you remember any of the uh, 100 names that you guys came up with? That's a great question. I don't really know. I don't really know. I feel like recently we were talking about it, actually. Um, but I don't really remember. I came up with a couple of really bogus ones. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember them. Like, I was just like, you guys can handle that. Like, I don't really, I don't really know. Yeah. It was, it was just dumb stuff. Just like, I don't know, just generic stuff, you know, like. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you, but yeah. All right, All right that's fair. That's yeah, fair. I get that. Some, a, lot of, a lot of embarrassing shit, I would assume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is your writing process like? Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. Our, so America Part 2 is a three-piece, for those listening who, who don't know. Um, drums, bass, and guitar. All three of us are songwriters. Sam, our drummer actually came from a metal band called Illusionist before he was in our band. He was one of the primary songwriters in that band. And Fred and I are songwriters as well. So now that we're all together, it's like, it's kind of like, um, like the triangle is kind of always like spinning. It's like a mm-hmm. fidget spinner or something. Like, like someone always has a little extra energy that moves it along. Yeah. It's a, fascinating dynamic with the three piece this is my first and only three piece band that i've been in so it's like it's awesome because it gives everyone enough space to like be their own musician be their own person in the band and like not step on any toes even with songwriting you know so we have three songwriters in the band and so like um all right for example like this week just just yesterday we got back we we kind of left and just went on like a little camping trip the three of us because like we we we're gonna go on tour and everything this summer and do a full us we were gonna release an album blah 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 but none of that happened because of corona and whatnot so we were like well we need to get out and do things you know so we went camping and uh we brought all our recording gear that we had to make some demos Mm -hmm. and so we ended up making 11 songs in a couple days and like just like had fun and just made it and the way we did that was fred and i primarily brought like songs you know ones that we had written on an acoustic guitar or something and then we would just like have sam play drums to it and he would write his own part that would spice it up he would change up the time signature or something and uh yeah it's 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 very fluid it's very fluid you know of course we butt heads at times you know because there's like he goes at play or whatever but like the key is to see past that because if you can, then you create some magic. So that's that's what we're after. Yeah, I get that's that. sick. Yeah. Um, so I know you keep on talking about this album. Is there anything that you can tell us about it? Um, sure. 
Um, <clears throat> well, we're an independent band, so I don't have anyone, you know, holding me by a chain. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we have a 10 song album. Um, it is going to come out sometime this year. Um, you know, we're working on locking down future touring plans. Um, it's something that we've been working on for a year and a half now. Um, we actually ended up bouncing between three producers to do it because it was really hard to figure out like how to get the sounds that we wanted with, with other people. Um, you know, we wanted to make a really raw record and like a lot of producers nowadays aren't really into that. Um, so, you know, we had to kind of like find our way as far as like how to get the sounds that we wanted, um, and translate the song written. Um, the, the singles that we've put out thus far, um, split, I don't want to talk it out. And the bridge are all going to be on it, except for we recorded a new version of split. Ooh. Yeah. That's split 2020. Oh my God. All right. All right. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Awesome. I guess, I guess that's all I'll tell you about the album. That's really all I know. I mean, we don't have a name yet, but. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. I get that's that. fair. That's fair. So. I don't have a good transition to this one anymore <laughs> since we're not in quarantine, so I'm just going to say it. What bands yeah. have you been listening to recently? Oh, that's a good question as well. Um, Amy Winehouse, um, um, Tribe Called Quest, um, um, some like some like really old like blue stuff, like some Robert Johnson, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like yeah, um we actually have a playlist on spotify called um good time uh good music bad times that we mm -hmm. that we put out for some of our followers or whatever during quarantine and we've been updating it like super frequently so if you go on spotify and you look at our profile you'll see that there that playlist has like everything all of us have been listening to um yeah some chiller stuff like triathlon triathlon's a great like smaller kind of group that is just makes really really great more lo-fi stuff um, have a good season dropped like a really really amazing album this year um yeah. definitely haven't listened to it yet they're they're good friends of ours um yeah i'd say that's pretty much what i've been listening to all right very cool we have all listened to the uh, have a good season record because we actually spoke mm -hmm. to them not too long ago so we did. you did yeah 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 <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. I love them. They're they're close friends of ours. We've known them for a long time. Yeah, they were they were all very super cool. They were wonderful. Yeah, they yeah. were. They're the sweet. Uh, they are. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Um so when you're writing music, what artists are your biggest inspirations? Oh man. Um I feel like when writing music, there's kind of this like like there's like there's like the self and then deeper than self there's like this like emotional well that kind of exists and i find that a lot of my music at least the good music that i write comes from there it, it really only comes when i when i get into that like vibe of like going a little bit deeper um so that's usually like emotional stuff like um I, I, especially with America part two, like kind of the whole thing is, is like talking about what it's like to just live as a young adult today, just being an, a, a human being living right now. So a lot of it is literal and a lot of it is very like just pure kind of honesty, like just shit ripped out of the journal, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, 
a lo- some of it is like kind of spur of the moment like fred fred will come over and he'll like be like yo i wrote this awesome guitar part and he'll play it and i'll just like kind of like freestyle on it or whatever like um so there's a little bit of that there's a little bit of that um in the record as well um yeah i it comes from kind of a deep it comes from kind of a deep well i'd say primarily like that's why a lot of the music is is very emotional like pretty much all of it is very emotional um you know whether it be you know positive negative whatever it's gonna be um we're basically writing about like cultural climate social climate political climate love and our experiences it's kind of just a combination of that you know it's all it's all it's a lot all a lot through like our own eyes you know yeah yeah uh-huh. all right so where do you see the band or the project in the next five years oh that, now that's a big question five years five years yeah five years well we probably won't be at the coliseum i you never know I would like to say the Coliseum in five years, if not MSG in five years. Playing live is like the, I think the biggest thing for us, you know, like, which is why I felt so grateful to do the drive-in because like the, like to me, like the, the idolization of like a band or whatever, like I, I always picture like the festival, you know, like, like the fucking, you know, Reading headlining stat, yeah. you know? Hell yeah. To me, that's like everything. So I five years headlining Reading, putting it out there, boom. Speaking it into existence. Exactly. Gotta manifest it. Hell yeah. Go for it. Hell yeah. So uh good luck with that. I hope it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll all hang. Yeah. Oh. Hell yeah. Um so for the last couple of questions we're gonna shift away from music and we're gonna head straight to death row. Uh so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Thank you for laughing. No one's Thank laughing. Thank you for laughing. <laughs> my, my, my last mm-hmm. meal would be um, homemade Greek beans with um, like a fat beer. Okay. Nice. Like a yeah. fat beer. Like a thick beer. Like something ignorantly dark just because it's my last one. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Well, thank you. So if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Um, probably Toon World in Kingdom Hearts or something. Ooh, I haven't heard that one. That yeah, one's good. That's a new one. It's good. We don't get one that. We don't get that one enough. Uh, yeah, and uh, I have the honor of asking the last question. Uh, almost everyone we've asked it to says the most important question. What is your favorite oh. color? Um, my favorite color. It's I'm super unoriginal. Since I was a kid, I was fed this, so it's probably just because I'm fucking brainwashed. But <laughs> you cut out Wait, there. Can you repeat it again? Oh, blue. Yes. Blue. Okay. Blue. All right. My brain color is blue. That is my favorite. All right. <laughs> Any like specific shade or just blue? Blue. It's a deep royal blue. Like mm-hmm. just the classic, like, you know what? Even better than that, like sea, like a good clear ocean blue. Like, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's at the time the sky too. I mean, they're kind of a reflection of each other. So yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as I said, that is all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Um, I would just like to plug that um, America Part 2 is coming out with an album uh, in 2020, probably fall. And um, thank you, um, Good Noise Podcast, for having me. I'd like out. to chat for putting out a, an amazing record this year. 
Shout out Dim Entertainment. I already mentioned them. Shout out Fata Booking. And uh, yeah, our friends and fam that are out there killing it. Um, you know, thank all of you guys for keeping the scene alive just like we are. It's a really amazing community for young people to get into. And I hope that we can continue to propel it forward. Hell yeah. Uh, awesome. So thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Alex from America Part 2 and We're the Good Noise Podcast.